We are here. We are the ghost of Christmas past. Kwanzaa took over. (laughs) Yeah, uh... Kwanzaa took over. We realized when we had already recorded our Christmas episode that Kwanzaa, we had to get the Kwanzaa episode out beforehand. So. It's true. It's now Kwanzaa and you've already had your Christmas. So now this was our Christmas episode. So it is the ghosts of of Christmas Christmas past. past, AKA when James Ineneke tried to be ahead of schedule. (laughs) And it did not work out. Enjoy. Yay! And, and I hope y'all staying up on your Kwanzaa. So happy Kwanzaa as happy well. Happy Kwanzaa, guys. We're just going to trump Christmas with a little bit of Kwans. Yep, sandwich it before and after. <laughs> Enjoy, guys. You still getting Kwanzaa? Welcome, Welcome to, to Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. With an echo. And James. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. The trying out this gritty thing. Oh, I thought we were gonna go into our Christmas bonanza. <laughs> it's a it's, it's a, a dark Christmas. Christmas. Dark Christmas <laughs> came in my heart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Our first annual Christmas episode is off to a great start. Here we go. Yay! <laughs> This week on Minority Corner... What are you doing, my Christmas angel? I am talking about all of them black-ass voices that have been uplifting us up throughout the year that we need to give credit to because all of this hate on 2016 being terrible has jumped the shark. I agree. I just am taken aback by, like, there's so much energy and intensity. I'm ready. I know. Well, At I, first I, I thought you were going to be like, I'm talking to all these people who fucked me over over the past year. No. Like, Damn. She's putting on blast. Uh-uh, because there are too many people up on the social medias complaining about how this year is terrible. I know some of y'all had some good years and are just bandwagoning yeah, it. Yeah, some of you are like, you know, we need to... Yeah, you know what? Let's finish this year out strong. Let's let's re... Yes. Let's do this. We'll call this... We're going to reframe 2016 because we're all looking through the negative Ooh. lens. So we're going to reframe... I know I just like reframed what your su- your subject title was, but... I'm into reframing it, Reframing 2016. Yes. You better get that new border. Well, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's like it's like our Christmas gift to you all. That's a beautiful Christmas gift we're giving to our listeners. Uh, we're and we're gonna we're gonna reframe 2016 for you. You're welcome. You are welcome. We'll get your matting. We'll get some high gloss. We'll make mm. sure the glass is non-reflective. Yes, I want a like confetti border. You know, I like a yeah. Big, like, we can. I like 90s sort of like cheesy Lisa Frank type stuff. Ooh, like a like a triangle and a squiggle and like yes. a couple rectangle. Sort of saved by the bellish. That's like my shit. It's like it's like clip art. It's like very like. I mean, <laughs> we just figured out how to use computers. Um, Yay, technology! <laughs> uh, I am going to be talking about. Well, the holidays sometimes can be a very depressing time of year for people. So I'm going to be talking about. Um, I'm going to be talking about specifically uh, depression within the LGBTQ, LGBT community. Oh, wow. Okay. Coupled with... We are lady- opposite angles. <laughs> Just covering full spectrums of the holidays, but also I might have some action items of things that you can Ooh. do and maybe yes. turn it into your own lady suspense movie thriller. I don't know. Okay. I love this. 
Okay, great. So you're talking about an issue and then you're gonna solve it because everybody's hella bummed out right now. Mm-hmm. And I might and use like lady suspense movie thrillers to help find a formula for us to solve these issues. Like our favorite movie, The Good Guy? Even better. I'm gonna go classic with it. I'm going to oh. Holly Berry and Ashley Judd. Yes! Yeah. We're going back to the early odds, y'all. So I'm ready. buckle up Let's for your Christmas Bonanza episode. Click seatbelt on. Because <laughs> this slave is riding away. <laughs> and it starts now. Who are we? Stop this. Stop. <laughs> Just trying to keep the Christmas cheer going for everybody. All right, let's get into it. Let's go. Mistletoe, do, do, this do, 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 Christmas. Do, do, do. Where are my singers? <laughs> my background singers! You came in too fast. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, listen, tell that to Patty. I do it the way Patty LaBelle does it. I just come in whenever I want and I just yell at you for being too early. You came in too early, girl. That's what Patty would do if like her background singers sang too it's early. It's true. She's like, you need, don't sing right now. It's, it's me. It's so true. It is me singing. And you know what? I don't hate her for it. I love her for it. I uplift her. Um, we gave Minority Corner an early Christmas gift when we put that video in the Minority Corner oh Kids Playground. Yeah. That was a treat that just keeps on giving. Everybody loves that video. It is one of the best videos ever. ever. And I do have to commend Patty in that video for coming in early because I recently <laughs> went to a show where someone yeah. came in a motherfucking hour late. Uh-oh. Was it Lauren Hill? No, James, most deaf. Oh, like an hour late? Like he just he, forgot? He's at Lauren Hill status at this point Okay, right now. so he also needs to be on the Minority Corner watch list, as in we're going to buy them a watch. Yes, we're, we're we supposed need to, to buy him a watch. Because <laughs> we're going to buy Lauren we Hill need a watch, too. Give him some bubble water and okay. maybe a little less drugs. Oh, that Because that help. fool came up on stage... He like sprinkled some ass rose petals and twirled to earth, wind, and fire for like oh. five minutes while we just Yay. sat there and watched him. High as a kite. He was High like, as a kite. That's the thing. When you're doing performance, it's not just what you want to do. Remember, these people are giving their time to come and support you. So time and show. money. <laughs> and you know what he did at one point? He had hella entourage up on the stage and he was like, oh my God, you came out and ran over and gave people hugs. And he was like, sorry, <laughs> this is just like a reunion for me. And we're like, great. So we're just standing here now watching, watching you hug and say reunion. hi to people. It's not fun. It's not fun when you go to your friend's house for the holidays and they're like hugging their aunts and they're having a side conversation and you're just standing there holding the macaroni and cheese, being like, damn, this is hella awkward. I should have just stayed at home and watched Netflix. So that was this everybody in the like audience. This sounds like a real story. Is this, <laughs> this happened, James? Past trauma happening. <laughs> You're like hella specific. You know, when it's like- When Shalisha- 75 degrees outside and- you're wearing your best outfit that you picked out from Uniqlo last week. <laughs> and you said that you, you know liked when it. that happens. You know, it's a very specific situation. I'm just saying, hypothetically, yeah. I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> um, speaking of the Minority Corner Kids Playground, so if you haven't been, that's where we're putting all of our bonus material we've decided. Get to plug this early. Minority Corner Kids Playground. Yeah, we 
decided. Well, by the time this comes out, we'll probably have put up a couple of bonus items. So we've already been this putting already it up. In there, it is just, if you're opening, this is your Christmas like bonanza gift, and you're opening it up, you're like, look at all yes. these things. Our Facebook group. Uh, we're going to put only exclusive bonus material in there. Like uh, our wedding dance video. Not yes. when you and I got married, but. Yeah, but when I got married and you were there. Yeah, and then we did an epic dance that uh, Ryan, uh, who was on episode 13, yes. he was there. He filmed it. Corner Kid. And has still not released it to everyone. So this is our way he of... He needs to post it. He needs to post it. So if you would like Ryan to post it, just put something in the Corner Kid's uh, Facebook group. Just nudge him. Nudge him. Do a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Be like, Ryan, release this video. And that's how we get the video out to the airways. <laughs> and then I'm also going to post... This is... The, the James Karate video. I keep forgetting oh. to post it, but it's already up there by this point that this is released. Yeah. Enjoy the James Karate video. I'm doing some, some karate stuff. Uh, I look like I'm Black Chuck Norris, so... There yes, like hardcore, like rock in the 90s tees with like some good ass techno music in the background, just yep. highlighting all the punches. You're welcome. You're welcome. You just, I do you know the I spell Christmas with a K now? Um, it's because, because of us. Of Kwanzaa? It's our fault. I, or for, any, because of Minority Corner. Yes. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> I, it's not purposeful. I just kind of do it now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just see, I see C's as K's now. I just, I can't stop. Well, we need to. Well, you need to stop it at two, oh. or continue it at four. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. We can't just be like Corner Kids Christmas. We have to put another one in. So it have to be like you gotta squeeze it in. Corner Kids Christmas Kwanzaa or crazy yeah, or Corner Crazy or, Kids. Yeah, Christmas. Corner Crazy Kids Christmas because that's where it gets into. When I see the two, my heart gets a little mm -hmm. like, uh, okay, we're still good. Uh, and then when it gets that third K word in there, it's like, oh my god! And then the fourth secret one is like, message. Okay, okay, so <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Um, Real slippery. So it, we're going to be like those hotels that don't have like the bad numbers or whatever, like 13th floor doesn't exist. Yes. The, the third, third K, K does not exist. Doesn't exist. Does not. It, it's not a real thing. Um, it's either two or four. It, yeah. There's no in between here. Um, <laughs> Aneka, it's been a very busy week for New York actor James. I've, oh my God, tell me about all of your fabulous lifestyles of the actor and actor famous. That was well, terrible, but we'll go with it. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, maybe just try doing it in a more fancy like voice. You don't like my, my boring voice? <laughs> I think you just answered your own question. <laughs> what was I, a little too monotone for that? You just kind of listed things like you were reading it off the teleprompter, like a book. It's my serious Connie Chung voice. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know that's the direction that you're going. I was expecting more like... Businesswoman. <laughs> Businesswoman. Oh, I got you. The business side of things. I was expecting more like, tell me about your rich and famous love this life. This is... No. Oh, that's not better? No. Okay. <laughs> that's a little too much razzle-dazzle. <laughs> too much. Tone it down. Well, I don't, I, it's been very, just like I've been out, I've been to like seven auditions in like one week and uh, I did a, wow. a little film shoot for a very low, 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 ultra low budget film. Something about, I think. Well, what was it in somebody's living room with like a iPhone? No, it was in a very, very cold nightclub and it was supposed to be like the summer, but they had us in oh. like sexy, skanky club kid wear and it's like, 
And it was freezing. freezing. And so I was the DJ in the scene and like just having to like keep everything like, and there's no music. There's no music actually playing, but you've got to be like, you know, your mind, woo, yeah. Just like pumped. Yes. And then there's dialogue happening and you can't like talk or like say anything. It's a movie. It's called Killer Unicorns from Outer Space, a gay slasher film. So this sounds amazing. And oh my god, there was drama on the set. I'm not gonna say what or who, but I oh, guess here we go. What happens when you get a bunch of drag queens on set and some show up, some show up late, and some Uh-oh. even leave early? What? Just the like same. I'm done. Yes, we did like three. <laughs> t- I'm not kidding. Just like three takes and left. And the same. You got it. Those <laughs> work with what you got. The same ones that showed up like an hour, two hours late, then left like. Several well, hours I'm here early. now. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. Uh, and then I have a wow. ma- I have my general, I have a, I'm going to my first cattle call for Magic Mike. You need to get that. Like you told me this off the record or whatever. I don't, off the recess. Offline, like, off I'm the recess. <laughs> around the corner. Who am I? <laughs> the girl from around the bay. That song that those two live crew wrote about. Oh God. Um, you told me this before and you have to give me comps and I'm, I'm putting this on record. Oh yeah. So if you do get this and you don't give me comps, I'm going to play this episode. I'm going to be like, Hey, refer to episode 60, please. And (laughs) notice that in lieu of a written document, I posted, uh, I posted an audio uh, declaration, not even a request, yeah. a declaration uh, for me to get some comp tickets. And where are my reparations? Where are they? Right here. Right here. Right here. Yeah. Listen, episode 60. Thank you. Christmas okay. episode. Bonanza. The Christmas Bonanza episode <laughs> of Magic Life. Um, Magic Mike, Magic Life. So we'll see. Maybe I'll... I, I just want to... First of all, I just want to go like one of the most, you know... What a great first audition because it's like it could be potentially so incredibly nerve wracking. Just be like, well, fuck it. My clothes are off. You got this. My clothes are off, and I'm just gonna dance, and I'm gonna be surrounded by hot yeah. dudes. It is a win win situation, and I get a free. Da- I think so. And I get a free dance class around a bunch of hot dudes. You get a free dance class. Well, it's yeah. I'm looking at it as like it's like a free dance class. You know, I get to learn. This some is choreo. just like a nice afternoon for you. Yeah. So super stoked, and there that is. You're gonna get it because most people don't know this, but James is one. I mean, most people who listen to the radio show, but everybody who knows you knows this. James is like really buff, (laughs) like crazy buff. And like, I'll always remember, I don't know why we were, we were out doing something and I like let you borrow my shirt. I don't know why, because you were cold or something. (laughs) And then you gave it back to me and it was like a limp ass balloon hanging off of my body (laughs) because I don't have man muscles. (laughs) I stretched that shit out. Um, I know. <laughs> so, and I guess, should we go to, uh, we've been asked some things. Should the corner kids ask us some things? Should we see what they say? Yeah. Well, I think we have a question and a statement. So oh. I have a statement. Should I read the statement Let's first? read the statement and then we'll get into the question. Okay. 
So I'm opening up our mailbox. So remember, if you want to ask us a question or say a statement or be really nice and awesome, you can always email us at minoritycorner, corner with a K, yes. at gmail.com. Although I do prefer audio voicemails. So you could always leave us a voicemail. <laughs> just because it's great to hear some other voices out here. And then we don't have it's to It's very read. true. Yeah. So you don't you always... guys get tired of us? Yeah. Don't you want to hear yourself on the radio? It's your time to shine, y'all. Ooh, I like the radio. <laughs> On the radio, Whoa, oh, oh, on the radio, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't know you get some okay. summer today. So this statement comes from Lisa A, and I'm not going to say her whole last name because I don't think I can pronounce it right. And you know, so who I'm you just going <laughs> to Lisa A. You know, this is you. And if this is this is in the guise of anonymity, but. Mostly, I just don't want to mess up your last name. And this way, if this is if there's another Lisa A, and you're like, did I write that? Just go ahead and be like, yeah, I did. Yeah, you could tell your friends. Nobody's watching. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, that was me too, even though it wasn't. Okay, so she said some really nice things. Basically, just like, oh, she really likes our podcast, and like she she loves that we're encouraging people to stay fired up. But I really wanted to read this, and thank you, Lisa. Thank you, thank you. I wanted to read this one segment that she wrote because it's really smart. So she wrote, I just listened to the most recent episode where you came up with a brilliant, brilliant nomenclature. Wow. Look at you for Donald's garbage, (laughs) garbage face, elect D double, butt. that was in our Chicago episode. So if you want to hear us come up with D double, butt, that's back in the live episode. So she wrote, I wanted to throw an additional one out there that I personally like to use D dumps. I like that. That is good. And so she goes, coincidentally, NPR did a segment yesterday, only caught part of it, on the linguistic reasons why the name Trump resonates with people. Words that start with T-R have a powerful sound to them, as in train, truck, trance, while words that end in umph have a down-sounding connotation, e.g. lump, rump, dump. In this case, the TR sound overrides the preceding umph sound, and people link the words to strength and literally make the connection to triumph in his name. um, If his name was something like Dump or Crump, there's (laughs) no way he would have won, claims the NPR dude. She goes, I don't know. Well, I would say, like, if he was Crump, people love crumping, so I don't know, that could have gone into his favor. It's true, but that was, like, early 2000s. Oh, I don't so know. We're kind of, and people were kind of, like, the, the whole entire thing about this election, people were like, I'm sick of the past, and they want a new thing. So they would have been angry that he was crumping. Exactly. They'd be like, stop that old shit. Yeah. So she goes, anyways, I've been referring to him on social media simply as D-dumps, because that's what he is. A big D, as in diaper, dumps, and because it takes away all the power sounding from his stupid, stupid name. Yeah. So thank you, Lisa. That's another one we can call him. If you want to call him D-Dumps, I'm down with that yeah. because it sounds like a doo-doo. Yeah. I actually even, like, I for some reason, D-Dump reminds me of D-Woods from Danity Kane. And just because of the D in the front. <laughs> and it seems kind of cool, so I'm just going to cut to the chase and call him Dump. I like that. Dumpity like, dumps. I don't want to... Doo-doo in the butt. I don't want him to think, like, it's cool because like, I'm giving him, like, initial. Like, if you call me, like, J. Martin... Or yeah, like, that sounds cool. It sounds cool. But if you call like, you know, just dump. So I'm I'm about it. I'm all about this. Dumps in the truck. Truck no, truck. Don't no. But I was like, what? 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 Remember Cisco? I uh remember, I never forget. I wake up in the morning <laughs> and I just play Cisco's Enter the Dragon. 
That's my morning ritual. I get up and it's just like Cisco time. And I say, I don't know if you're serious <laughs> or not right now. That's the mystery. I know. <laughs> what I love about the, to go off on a tangent, what I love about the Thong song is that mm-hmm. Cisco, when he released that song, he was just like, um, Oh, when he shot them making the video, he was like, this is oh, going to yes. be like Thriller. He thought he was making the new Thriller. Like, it was going to be that epic. And it just some girls... I mean, it was pretty epic. People yeah, love that video. But it was really just a bunch of video hoes shaking their butt. And him, yeah, that's him, true. him dancing with his boyfriends in the sand. There were no zombies. There was Mary a zombie. There was a lot of, like... <laughs> neon glow-in-the-dark things because this is like 2000 and we love glow-in-the-dark it was like a lot uh, of miami beach a lot of we loved miami beach 2000 was the year of like 19 end of the 90s early 2000s the time Mm -hmm. of miami people could not oh my god it's so true that's when we loved ourselves in florida we didn't know all the things that were happening down there but we had a very we had a different idea about you know florida then it wasn't even Florida. It was Miami. Yeah, Miami was like, you know, a different... It was like its own world, you know? It was... I mean, didn't Will Smith have a Miami song? He did. Welcome to Miami. In Benito, Ami, Ami. <laughs> oh, I think I said that wrong. See, I'm behind on my Duolingo. Oh, Bien Benito. See, I learned it wrong. Oh. No. Coming back into we are back. part two of yes. our Ask My Nerdy Corner Anything Christmas Bonanza. We need something else. Christmas Bonanza what? Christmas Bonanza Bonafide. Or like Yahoo Rodeo. <laughs> Where are we going? Fun Time Brigade. First, okay, that's an option. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's keep brainstorming here. <laughs> so what this about one... let's go real religious? Like okay. Jesus died and was <laughs> okay. born for you. <laughs> Bonanza yeah. gift <laughs> giveaway. <laughs> I love titles for things. Like that's my favorite thing is about radio shows, and they're you know. Mm. Uh, speaking of, uh, we were we're gonna get uh, the Minority Corner gift giveaway, Aneke's birthday Christmas Kwanzaa gift giveaway <laughs> is coming up, y'all. And it is Aneke, <laughs> Aneke's birthday is sandwiched right in between. Uh, she is the Kwanzaa new. Kwanzaa baby. She's Kwanzaa. I am the Kwanzaa baby. We talked about this. <laughs> and uh, so we want to give her a Kwanzaa gift, and she needs new Minority Corner headphones. And Oh, this is what your plan was? You're going to yes. crowdsource our audience? I made, I made a, a note to James. I go, James is like, you should get better headphones so you can't hear things on the microphone. And I was like, well, yeah, yours are nice. Hey, my birthday and Christmas is coming up. And he was like, I got a plan. And the plan is to crowdsource our this is audience. The plan. So listeners, uh, if you would like no, to donate to we would like to get an AK her. It's a Christmas Kwanzaa miracle. And she's our tiny Tim. And I don't know. She... I don't want to be a charity case to the people who have to listen to us anyways. I'm so, she I'm needs fine. some headphones, so we'll we'll get it for her. And no, here we go. Watch. Here's a real thing. Okay. If you have a company and you want to pay us for a commercial oh, so I can get money to buy there headphones. It is. <laughs> Email us at minoritycorner at gmail.com. Our entire this this is the holidays because this entire episode has just been a giant commercial. But ha- <laughs> for, th- for what? For things that we need and want. Get Lauren Hill a watch. That's true. Get most deaf a watch. Okay. Oh my god. Back he to needs. Uh, 
who <laughs> she needs several swatches. He yelled at us in the audience because he <laughs> was like, not, "I'm gonna retire." She, and everybody in the audience was like, no. And he was like, shut up. When someone says they're going to retire, let them retire. I was like, okay. I mean, and I can this think is- about this. When you are 65 and you're done with libraries mm-hmm. and the kids are like, no, or like the you're going to be like queen of the librarians of the world at that point. And you're like, okay, I'm yeah. done. And yeah. what if all like, you know, the royal subjects are like, no. I would you feel would loved. Like, you would be like, you shut the fuck up and read Hell your no. Book. I would be like, read. thank you. Because you know what's worse than being like, yay, Lee. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he should have been more offended if everyone was like, yay. We don't have to yes. listen to your high concert anymore. Okay. Exactly. Back to Ashley Slade. She wrote in a question. I wanted to give this its own segment because I think that there's some good stuff uh, here. And you kind of already commented on this on Facebook, but I wanted to um, just bring it up to the masses and have an an open community dialogue conversation around the Christmas Christmas fire. So Mm. she wrote this, Ashley Slade. She wrote a question for James and Aneke and for the rest of the group. So y'all can chime in too. Just shout out your answers. Um, Your grandma's listening. Um, yeah, just out into space. <laughs> sure. She said, what, what do you do if someone says something racist to you? I've seen a lot of videos recently of people being attacked with racial slurs at Starbucks, on airplanes, and traffic, etc. It hasn't happened to me since I was in high school, and I'm not yeah. very confrontational. I'm worried in this atmosphere that it's a matter of time before someone spews negativity at me. But I don't know what to say or, or do. What should, should I just walk away? This is tough because it's like, one, there's been an uptick and it's been Mm -hmm. pissing me off that there's been an uptick in this shit because this Mm -hmm. is exactly what I was afraid of. Right. And two, it's good. We need to know what to do in order to protect us. We all can't be looking out for people with safety pins on their lapels. (laughs) Because we know how Aneke feels about those. I mean, I'm into it. I just... Yeah. You You can't just be like, where's my safety pin, Right. You got to... You got to protect yourself first. That's the thing that you're in. Like, people with safety pins, be about it. Yeah. I think, you know, we had talked about earlier about, you know, I think it's important for everyone to take self-defense classes if you are in an area Mm -hmm. that can also um, offer, if you have an organization that can offer free self-defense classes or you can get Mm -hmm. it for your job, like your, uh, you know, whoever your HR is, say, hey, I think this is important for me and others to have the opportunity to feel safe um, in our cities. I think that's Yes, I agree. And I also think that, like, I don't think there's a blanket way, because you all have to, like, you know, we're we're different day to day. So I don't think there's a right. blanket, and every situation is different. So I don't think there's, like, a blanket four-step plan for this. Right. Um, I do want to emphasize safety. Oh, and yeah. And I know it's not the sexiest, and it's not, like, action-packed Wonder Woman power, but you want to be safe. You want to live on to tell your story so try and put yourself in the safest place i also think like it's important i think before anything check in with yourself check in with yourself how am i today am i in a space that i can even handle engaging in this because there's some days where it's like i can engage and there's some days that i can't how right um am am i feeling um right we talked about this earlier but if you're seeing something happen to someone like being a bystander as well is you're just as guilty as the person who is is in as being attacked or whatnot you know apathy Um, is just as bad 
Yeah. So if you see someone who is, you know, they, they say, uh, so there's someone who's being verbally attacked or whatnot, go talk to that person and ignore the person who is doing the con- the confrontation, right. the, uh, the aggressor. And you just exactly. and help them get to like a safe space. So going back to your point about, you know, um, safety. Um, mm-hmm. And I agree, take care of yourself. I think Trevor Noah's interview, his full 30 minute interview is a great example of how to um, verbally engage with someone from the opposition. And- oh, so that interview he did with that, that banshee, crazy <laughs> yes. banshee, wild demon? <laughs> wild, like the angriest young white girl in the world, yes. Um, she, his interview is really great because I think he was able to really check in with himself the entire time. And, um, he, you know, when we get caught up, you know, I've heard people talk about this thing about called emotional intelligence. And sometimes when we get caught up in our emotions, it blinds us. Uh, we, we just, we're just so caught up in the anger and it's okay to let anger sit with you. Yeah. But it's when it, it's when it is in the driver's seat, it then allows us, it, 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 not a, Nothing positive is probably going to come out of, of that. Right. If you ever noticed, like, when you are really, really, really angry, you end up doing really stupid things. So yeah. taking, like, I've done, like, I've torn up things I didn't want to tear up. I've, like, destroyed <laughs> I've things. email like, accounts I didn't want to delete. Yeah. <laughs> I've hurt myself by, like, being angry. So take yeah. a moment. Take a moment take a breather listen to james episode about Buddhism. yeah go back to last week's episode a breathing is so key and important Mm -hmm. i'm actually gonna talk about it later as well but it's like doing these things of like really um self-care uh and taking care of yourself and it doesn't mean not action it it just will allow you to operate from a more mindful place and space so taking like a few breaths um again just checking in with yourself and allow you to engage um in the best way possible i do think that like as much as possible if we do see if you you know they say if you see something say something right um i think as much as possible to not let these things slide or to become normalized right so challenging people especially if you're in a place like and and sticking up for the other who you know if you have privilege in a certain way so it's like men sticking up for women right uh, white folks being more allies like certain people with money being more allies to other folks so right um st- everyone sort of stepping up and, and i also and, and Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say not letting things normalize. Yeah, and, and exactly. Because we talk about these echo chambers and just get fed and fed and fed. And mm-hmm. someone needs to challenge these these ideas uh, or this negativity and this hate. Right. And I feel like this is an action that you can do if you're in the middle of something happening. Everybody has cell phones. Pull it out. Record it. That is – if you record it, there have been so many things that have been – this one – A couple of students, well, one specific student at a college campus was wearing, like, a monkey mask and had, like, a noose around a banana and was waving it at black students. And you know what they did? They filmed him. And then the police came and took his dumb ass over and took that stupid-ass mask off his face so he was no longer protected, and they kept filming him, and he looked like a dumbass, and it was spread around. So if you put these people on blast in a safe way, then— That's true. You know, you are not only protecting yourself, but you're embarrassing them because they should feel embarrassed for being racist, sexist, homophobic. There, It should not be allowed. And I feel like putting people no. on blast for it yeah, with totally. proof yeah. Yeah, can here it is. show how disgusting it is. Yeah. 
So I say, you know, continuing to stay engaged. I think the more you do it, the more comfortable you start getting with it. So it might feel uncomfortable at first, but you'll figure out what your bullet points are and and also just continuing uh, your education because the conversations are constantly evolving and growing. And there's also a difference between, you know, engaging to be right Mm-hmm. versus, you know, like if I'm just trying to engage with someone because I want to be right or I'm going to try to prove that I am right, it's got to be a losing situation. As opposed to like if I'm if I'm engaging to possibly maybe educate or be heard or yeah. to have an actual like conversation and dialogue, um, there's not going to be necessarily a clear winner of a conversation. So maybe eliminate that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like, love that. You, you, can, you know what? You can, hmm. It reminds me of research. Because I'm a librarian. If you yes. go into researching a paper to prove your point by shoehorning different, um, finding different papers that just prove what you've been saying, instead of going in with a question and trying to get that question answered, then mm. you are going to have a bad paper. And therefore, yep. you're going to have a bad argument if you're going in purely to just prove your point instead of having a discussion to try and figure out what the other person is coming from and if Beautiful. they match with your points or not. I love that you said that. It's actually something in the in the Buddhist theology that they talk about a lot too. When you have um, sometimes we can, we can judge our own feelings and, mm. and thoughts, mm-hmm. and instead of judging about it, getting curious. Oh, Ooh. whoa! I'm 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 angry right now. That's interesting. And you sort I of tease that. it out. Um, and so if you're someone who's saying something really hurtful, hateful, of like, oh, that's an, that's I'm curious as to why you are so angry about this. Like, why are you so angry, Tommy Larahan, about Black Lives Matter? And in fact, that's what Tra- Trevor Noah did. He actually yeah. just asked her a lot of questions. That's good. He, appro- he appropriately teased her. If you think about teasing as opposed to like, <laughs> like teasing something out, he wasn't like, ha ha, you're angry. But he, he yeah. was more so curious about it. So get curious about it. Have them dig deep about like, um, oh, where are you actually getting this information from? Oh, like, how do you feel about, you know, I, uh, you know, I, all the fake news that's happening out there. You can find, just get curious about it. And I love it. it's kind of fun, too. If you, <laughs> yes, can... and it's less confrontational and maybe it will come to hopefully some sort of, I don't know, middle ground. I don't know, understanding, diffusement. Something. I just want people to be... stop being terrible. Jesus. Right. Well, but and that's the thing is I think it's also just your intention and, and your approach. And if you come from a, you know, like it's, you know, Michelle Obama said, you know, when they go low, we go high. And so it's like your intention about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, 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 you can't fight hate with more hate. Um, right. And I'm not saying let's, you know, I'll be, you know. I'm no passivity. Being, Don't be passive. Yeah. I'm not saying being passive. Yeah. yeah we're totally. not saying that. I think that they're. There is a way to to march forward, and it's just about reframing about how it is that you are marching forward in it. And so instead right. of like, oh, I'm gonna fucking fight you. No, actually, I'm just going to be a champion for this. I'm yes. gonna be a champion for equality. I'm gonna be a champion for peace. I love and this. That, for me, I just really love the word champion. So <laughs> maybe go out, yeah, because it's like it's action. It's like action oriented. I love it. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I hope that answered your question. And y'all can also please chime in on the uh, uh, Facebook group. Or mm-hmm. if you have ideas about this, you can record an audio, send it to us, and get involved in the conversation. I love it. <laughs> this is good. I feel like we were finally, we like, we had some like good, serious points. I'm very proud of us. <laughs> it took us 60 episodes. No. <laughs> 
we've we've been there before. Okay, okay, good. We've been yeah, there yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> episode two. Yeah, episode two. We did that. <laughs> So, I yes, we, was... Yes, hi. Yes. Hey, I was marathoning um, lady suspense movie thrillers last night. This is totally going to lead in to the rest of my topic. So, I was okay. doing, doing a little artist date last night, and I was... I love... I don't know if you guys know this, but one of my favorite movie genres... You know I love my sci-fi. You know I love my comic book movies. But I love lady suspense movie thrillers. God, do I Are you talking to me right now? Because I know them. this. Yeah, well, I'll just let it, everybody catching everyone up to speed. James okay. loves himself some lady suspense movie thrillers. And I went back into time, into the year 2007. I watched two movies. I watched Ashley Judd's Twisted, which takes place in San Francisco and has Samuel Jackson and Ashley Judd. It, it's a little Wait, weird. what was the name of it again? Twisted. Um, I don't on, think I saw that one. It's on Netflix. The one that we all need to pay most attention to is, okay, so yeah, Sana Lothan, she came back and she did what was that perfect guy? Yeah. Well, Holly Berry did it better with Perfect oh. Stranger back in 2007. <laughs> per- the- literally, it's called Perfect Stranger. Yes. And I could not I know I'd seen this movie a million times, but I could not remember for the life of me what happened, what was the twist and who done it. And I'm not going to Who else is in it? Uh, Giovanni Rabisi. Um, oh, that guy's creepy as hell. Yes, and he plays like her best friend, but is there something weird about him? You don't know. And also, Bruce motherfucking Willis, like, is he this creepy, rich, powerful white dude or not? And the movie is like... Bruce Willis? Yes, and the movie is insane. It's got Dido in the soundtrack, first and foremost. Remember Dido? Oh, yes. You know you're in the t- early 2000s when Dido's popping up. And it's fascinating because it's like at the turn of the our, our conversations about LGBT folks, because there's like a, sc- a scandal about like... Like, uh, in the closet Republican uh, senator. Who, what is this movie? Who votes There's a hella, lot going on in this movie. Who votes hella shit against like LGBT folks. There's so much going on in this movie. There's a complicated um, backstory past about you know uh, child abuse and trauma, and what? there's like a million plot lines. And she goes like undercover. Holly Berry goes undercover as a writer, and it also talks about like. Her, like, you know, about how powerful men can get away with anything and how, like, media, there's all these, like, media cover-ups and things like that. Just very fascinating conversation. What's her job in this movie? She's a reporter. And in fact, oh. I am pretty sure that Shonda Rhimes watched this movie a lot because she kind of is, like, an outlier for Olivia Pope in some ways. Ooh. And I think her last name is Polk. I think Stop her last it. name is Polk. I'm not even kidding. Don't you are- don't you hint that Shonda's lazy. <laughs> I think she's inspired. I think she was inspired and took it to another level. And there's a All million, right. there's like a million like brilliant like one-liners in it. Holly Berry is the queen of suspense. Let us never forget. Um, I then tried to watch this other one with Viola Davis and uh, Jennifer Lopez uh, called Oh yeah, where they're like Lila and be, Eve. like taking revenge. Yeah, it's not as it's not as good. But like no. Viola Davis can only bring such beautiful tears to you know she can her tears can only uplift a script so high, like the script that's just, true. The script wasn't good. J Lo can only bring it down so low. And J Lo was it, she was trying. It, she was trying. Okay. It was <laughs> You're she, very kind. I appreciate her trying to stretch herself as an actress, but maybe Made in Manhattan Two is the best place for you to go to. So I was Ooh, watching sequel. 
<laughs> She's back to being a maid. <laughs> I, don't, I can't. No, James. <laughs> People love a revamp. Okay, so I was watching these like suspense thrillers, and as a gay man, I was like, damn, I love these convoluted pl- plot lines. Where the fuck is my suspense thriller? And then I saw something. But wait, hold on, hold on. As a gay man, you thought like, come on, what does that have to do? No, I'm saying like, <laughs> well, I'm saying like, where as a gay man, where's my suspense thrillers? Oh, you want oh, like okay, like instead of a Holly Berry, you want like a gay man in as the lead. Is and see, it's so perplexing to you. You didn't even realize what the question was because you can't even. We can't even wrap our head around of like you know a gay male lead. Being all up in no, a I'm into thriller. it. So don't I, don't paint me as the bigot. <laughs> well, don't question <laughs> my dreams of my vehicle. <laughs> I would love to be the king or queen of suspense, like like LGBT suspense thrillers. I want. I'm that into it so bad. So there's support this horrifying you. story that came out of England, and this is gonna ta- I'm gonna oh, talk no. about depression. Uh, but it's something like really ripped straight out of a uh, Holly Berry suspense thriller. So this happened in England. It sort okay. of talks about the different bias that you know police have even over in the UK. And yeah. so there was this. I don't know if y'all know about this, but there was the serial killer Stephen Port, and he was recently sentenced to. Um, he, the, these murders. There was these. He was like the grinder serial killer. Um, and oh, God. backstory. So Port, he would he lured uh, four men to their deaths using online apps. So and then what he would do is then poison them with GHB, which is interesting because GHB is also known as G, and it's kind of a drug that folks like the like to use as they're out there clubbing. And it's kind yeah. of like it's yeah. And so um, he was found guilty of these mor- murders and the members of the family, the the victims of the family, um, they pretty much came out and they said, you know, the police simply assumed that all these men that were killed, that the police were just like, oh, they're just, you know, homosexuals just doing a bunch of party drugs because their, what the fuck? That's but, fucked cause, up. Because their bodies were testing positive for drugs. For the drugs. Yes. Oh. So the serial killer was like, so like he was being hella, hella fucking like, again, straight out of some fucking movie, right? Sketchy, right. So he would, you know, drug them. And then, you know, people would just be like, oh, I guess this person overdosed on drugs. But the family was like, these kids weren't party kids. They did not do drugs. Uh, and the police were just like, no, they're gay, and that's just what they do. And, wow. um, yeah, so the police were just like, that. they are just assuming that that's what these deaths were. And so they really were, like, lazy into really investigating uh, what was yeah, going on. Yeah, this is on. fucked up. Yeah, and that there had been, like, this uh, hand, like, so I guess, like, it all started to come out when there was, like, the uh, this handwriting on the note shared no resemblance to the victim's handwriting. So that there were, like, these, I guess these the victims had, like, the killer had written all these, like, fake notes, some of these fake notes. Um, about, that's the first mistake of the killer. What he the wrote, fuck, what? and he got a little cocky, I guess. He wrote, like, a passionate murder-suicide for, like, one of, oh like, my a God. pairing of the couple. Um uh-uh. And one of the mothers said, if Anthony, I guess that's her son, had been a 23-year-old girl, and then Gabriel, and then Daniel, um, these are the other kids who had uh, been murdered, had they all been girls in the area, the police would have found, you know, the circumstances very suspicious. And there would have been a lot more media yeah, coverage. There was apparently not I a lot of media it. coverage happening. There would have been, like, a huge investigation. Um, it's true. I'm going to take it a step further. A, a white woman. 
Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, I, yeah. 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 I mean, if there is missing black women who go missing all the time. Who cares? Nobody, you know, there's no, for like kidnap young black girls, they're not sending out these huge, you know. No, not at all. Just being like, they do drugs. And in fact, what's interesting, I only made it through like 30 minutes of the Viola Davis and Jennifer Lopez movie. And then I switched to Ashley Judd's Twisted. But when Viola, it just was, I couldn't get through it. Uh, but <laughs> Viola Davis, she goes to the police station because she's wanting answers about her son who'd been murdered. And they're just like, they can't remember who she is. She was like just there like a week ago. And they're like, what? Who was your son? And then she sees on the wall, there's like all these yeah. like, missing white girls. And like everyone's gathered around of like, oh, we got to find, like solve the case of this missing white girl. And so that's And then you there. turned it off and went to the white lady movie <laughs> with Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, all right. <laughs> I just finished watching Holly Berry being, you know, it's true. Black as fuck. And Ashley Judd is excellent. So I'm not knocking you. No, absolutely. So she's, you know, she's sort of badass. Listen, if a script is bad, a script is bad. And I just, I can't. I, this is my Saturday. It's true. Night. I hear you. I just thought it was a, it was a soft ass pitch, and I had to take it. <laughs> sure, <But> absolutely. <laughs> it's so true, though. What, Get some like, better scripts. That's why it's so great to go see Moonlight and these like quality films of like that are fucking good. Also, Dope Sideline. I just want to talk about like if you've not seen Dope, I know that you'd already yeah. seen it. Dope is so fucking good. It's on Netflix. Stop everything. Go fucking watch it. It's I know it's Christmas. If your grandma is watching the football game, push her out of the way and say, Grandma, <laughs> this is more important. We need to watch Dope. And also, P. Diddy's son is in it. Oh, yeah. The movie's so he good. He plays the um, drug dealer brother guy. Oh. And, like, the whole cast is amazing. Kimberly, yeah, multiracial. Kimberly, Kimberly Elise is in it from jo- John Q. Also set it oh, off. Oh, that's right. She is in it. She's the one in John Q with Denzel Washington. She goes, you got mm-hmm. to do something yeah. to Denzel Washington. <laughs> and it's, like, the most dramatic moment ever in cinema. It's also uh, one of our favorite lines in James ever. and Ineke history. You got to do something. <laughs> That's my request to all of you. So it, this whole entire thing made me started to think, for some reason I started now thinking about sort of mental health and mental illness yeah. and depression because, you know, like it's hard enough being, you know, LGBT and now there's serial killers trying to get us there too. And the serial right, killer is probably plagued with mental illness of his own. Oh, yeah. And... Mm-hmm. You know, I came across this study that the National Alliance on Mental Illness, first of all, police need to investigate all kinds, all things, you know, missing. Police need to do better. <laughs> Y'all, you got to do something. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. Go to the police station <laughs> and just run up to every one of them and say that. But the that nas- is not a job you can be lazy at. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Just because it's not starring some white girl doesn't mean you can't investigate into this. Hello. Um, National Alliance on Mental Illness um, did a study about people who identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and they said that these folks are three times more likely to suffer from certain mental health conditions like depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Dang, um, three times. Yeah, out of this invest, out of this investigation, it actually broke it down into uh, some of the different subcategories. So, um, in this 
study, about 40% of bisexual people suffered from depression. About 35.2% mm. lesbian or gay folks in this study suffered from depression. 24.1% uh, of queer questioning folks suffered from depression. And then 18.9% of straight folks. So coming in significantly um, less. What I think is yeah. fucked up and disappointing about this survey is they actually, there's no percentages on trans folks. So I was really yeah. Disappointed. That's a that's a glaring omission. So you know, side eye all things. So I'm a little disappointed hey. in studies. So I didn't get the numbers for those. So I apologize. Um, but I'm I'm sure it's it's up there. I would you know. But you know what? We are pointing out. That's what that you know what you brought up a really good point that I'm always going to clarify. Always look at every single research and notice what's missing. Notice what's there. Notice what's provided. Yeah. See what needs to be covered. Because we need to get more diligent on our research and our information because there's an all-out war on information. So mm, thank you for pointing yeah. that out, James, because it's it's good to point out what is presented to us, but it's also good to point out what's not. So I thought it was really fascinating that bisexuals actually coming in at 40%. And I think it makes sense yeah. because, um, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but like even... You know, bisexual folks kind of sometimes feel like they don't have a home in either community. And, you know, some right. people want to call them greedy, but like who would want to sign up for bisexual people have it really tough because, you know, they're not too accepted by the gay community and then even the straight community. And so they feel kind of right. like homeless. So, of course, they're having, you know, feeling uh, depressed. The chart also broke it down into um, specific age groups. So they said, like, well, mm. who who is most at risk? Uh, between like 18 to 24, 25 to 34, 35 to 44, 45 to 54, and 55 to 64, and then 65 and above. I won't look at all, like, and I'll tell you for each category who won or who was most at risk. So in the bisexual category, 30 people yeah. who were 35 to 44 um, were 48.4% most at risk to suffer from depression. And then lesbian and gay, 35 to 44, were most at risk, about 41, uh, 41%. Uh, like a 40, 41%. Yeah, that not that interesting? Because it's like, I, I would have thought it would have been younger, but... Yeah. Um, and then queer questioning, 25 to 34, uh, okay. were most at risk at 34%. And then straight people, mm -hmm. uh, the most at risk group were 55 to 64, 18%. Uh, oh. So, Aneke, as you're coming into your 55... Uh, Shut up. You, well, <laughs> just giving you a heads up. Of what, oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, I'm now. not that old. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just young, giving you but a I'm heads that up old. that you know in like 15 20 years if you're like what's going on oh that's right james told me i need to go back and listen to that episode and then hear that i i gave a a warning yeah i'll go back to my holodex or whatever is happening in the future <laughs> burnt out tin can either one um exactly this is a good point because people usually figure people who are in their 30s have their shit together, 30s and 40s, but it's not true. We need to take care and check in with ourselves at every stage. Well, yeah, especially, and I think it could, I mean, a lot of different things, especially in the gay community of, I mean, our community is 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 new in terms of its mainstream gestation and what does right. that mean? Um, are we getting married? Do we want, you know, the same sort of lifestyle that uh, has been choke down our throats by you know puritanical societies oh, like we don't okay. know we're still sort of connotation there it. we're still kind of figuring it out well i yeah. mean but like a lot of like marriage has 
been a constantly evolving thing, even like last like 50 years of like, you know, I mean, with the last hundred years of it's right. no longer, you know, about property. There's so, so it's still evolving. So totally. where do you fit in? Um, yeah. You know, there's just a lot. And there's also just like a lot of a lot of other stuff that's happening. I think it's interesting that the numbers also don't account for if you're LGBT of color of color as well. Right. And, and the difference between that. You, you can already expect for those rates to go up. I also mm. wondered how it might vary for folks who are living in cities or out in like more so red states. Of oh, interesting. Depression rates are. Because otherwise, what this is saying is that 30 percent of my friends who are LGBT are probably depressed. And that makes me a little sad if it yeah. is, you know. There's um, nuance. There's nuance to every study, you know, like where you live, who you are, what your economic status is. That affects a yeah. lot of things. I mean, right now, both of us are living in two states that are f- fairly progressive, open, blue, you know, and I think that yeah. that is a good point that you said, whereas like it might be different if we're living in a Pennsylvania or a Florida or yeah. a New Mexico. Right. So then I wanted to look into this as well of like, well, how does it look against like the rest of the world? Like how do how does the US shape up in terms of depression just not like around the world? Yeah. And so then I looked into this and guess what? We're number 1. We're number 1. I don't know if I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah, the US apparently has like the highest rate of depression, which I thought What is, is what very are we doing wrong? Fascinating. Um it's about suicides are um as high as like one in every 10,000, so I guess like Jeez. one in every 10,000 persons or whatnot. Um so yeah, so and uh, like I think like Nepal is number 2, uh just some numbers. Uh India's number 5, Pakistan's number 6, wow. Afghanistan number 10. Finland number 11. And so it's like, of course, because I mean, look at like, I mean, uh, of course, like the depression about LGBT people should not, you know, surprise any of us. So, you know, when there's like, there's like this lobbyist or like this pundit who's trying to have like the health secretary cancel funding from HIV AIDS orgs and treatments and education and prevention. Why? Really smart lady. Really smart. Yeah, because that's going to solve shit. Because she thinks it'll make gay people go away. Um. So some takeaways. So here's yes. my I have I have a list of five takeaways as you go into the holiday seasons of what to do. So it sounds like a lot. There's a lot of depression out there. So yeah. specifically, I'm focusing most on my LGBT folks, my community, but you know others. Feel free to listen, and you can give these as advice, or maybe mm. you also need to do these things as well. All so right. number one, if you are going onto a hookup site like Grinder or Scruff. First of all, hopefully you're not being a total asshat by putting more negativity into the ether by stating things like no femmes, no blacks, no Asians. Um, Don't do that. A little PS about that. I believe it's the law of attraction. So by saying that you don't want those things, you're actually just going to attract them into your life even more. And you're also being an asshole and making people feel like shit. So that's don't the do main that. thing. Don't be an asshole. Don't make people Focus. feel like shit just to benefit yourself. There's a way to say like, oh, I look, I look for this in a partner without like you know downsizing and saying no, this right. That's Lead with t- positivity. Telling- telling the other person that there's something wrong about them. The world needs a lot more love, y'all. So if you are going out on a grinder or a scruff hookup or whatnot, tell yeah. someone where you're going. Tell a friend. Say, hey, yeah. I'm going to go meet up with this dude. Um, If I don't, like, text you in two or three hours, like, this is where, you know, let someone right. know where you're going. There's an address. Like, let them know. It's um, true. And I'm going to translate that to anybody going on a date. If you're going on a first date, let somebody know because you never know what's going on. 
Yes. But I, again, like I specifically do, I don't want to take away from there's a series of murders that were happening to specifically to LGBT people. I know. I'm just, um, I'm just saying okay. too. You Absolutely. Know. I just want to, yeah, sure. Everybody do these things, but I definitely want to, I'm looking out for the, cause like it is a very scary thing that can absolutely sort of happen. Um, yeah. All right. Number two. Seek therapy. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done so already, especially if you are LGBT, uh, if you use my recommendation is go to therapy at some point if you haven't already. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, like every like LGBTQ, we talked about this before. POC. If you're suffering from a disability, absolutely go. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone should go and speak to a therapist at some point. Um, number three, channel your creativity. Channel your own personal creativity. I think especially in these days and in Mm -hmm. this time period, um, I think one of the beautiful things about, to me, what it means to be human is to create. That's what we do. Look around you. Someone created everything about you. That's our, we get to do that. We get, someone created that door. Someone created these headphones that you're going to get a Neke for her birthday. Don't Um, do that. (laughs) Someone created this podcast or we created it, not someone. We did that. Yeah, we're doing Um, this right now. So my recommendation is there's a really great book for, I think, everyone to read. It's called The Artist Way, and it's uh-huh. a 12-step program for, and I think we're all artists in our own way, and it's essentially a 12-step program for artists and how to create, and there's different lessons, ways to unblock different things, and my challenge is actually, I'm going to be doing this, and if you would like to join in on this, I'm going to do one chapter um, a month, so it's going to be a year of The Artist Way. Oh, reading it? For, yeah, and so each month we'll do a chapter, do some of the exercises in there, um, um, and you, it'll it'll be one year of unblocking ourselves as artists and, and creating. So um, I'm going to put that challenge to the corner kids. Are you going to post some of like a conversation or like a workshop area somewhere sure. for the corner yeah. kids? Yeah, we can yeah. engage and do that. Um, I think, you know, we need to create. And as humans, it's our gift um, to the world. And I think it's you're going you're gonna to find your, our different ways to maneuver through some of the, you know, craziness that's going on it can kind of seem overwhelming and i guess my new year's yeah. my my new year challenge to everybody is you know what are what are you going to do this year to bring about you know equality awareness mm. enlightenment uh dismantling of white hetero supremacy in this coming year you know are you going to run for school board are you going to volunteer oh, yeah, are you good. going to do a show do a painting write a book start a blog um we need more diverse my- voices out there yeah, working with marginalized youth, lifting up marginalized youth or or oppressed voices. Right. Um, we talked about this earlier, but to be a bystander, it's just not enough. And to right. just post a Facebook, that's not enough. Um, a Facebook filter does not, you know, doesn't do much. Yeah. And I think that this will all possibly help give you a sense of direction, purpose, and hope, and even a sense of community. Um, to mm-hmm. again, we're trying to circumvent feelings of depression or lostness. Um, because if you look at everything in, in the grand scheme of things, it can seem overwhelming what to do. And mm-hmm. so, if we start to maybe unblock these different things, um, it'll uh, these barriers um, that we're having, it'll maybe a lot free us up to to go out there and 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 fulfill our life purpose to be able to bring some positivity out there. Amen. How do you, how do you eat an elephant? You don't. They're endangered. <laughs> One bite at a time. No, they're endangered, but all right, I get you. It's a metaphor. Okay. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you eat a snuffle up, I guess? One oh. bite at a time. Because <laughs> it's not real, and it's actually in Big Bird's head. So now you're fucking up with some crazy shit. Which Is that means, true? Go back. Yeah, snuffle up, I guess, was in his head. That's what I heard. 
Big Bird needs to follow your rules of get a, <laughs> I think he get a therapist. Goes back. And if you don't, Big Bird, if you're listening, back up to step uh, number two. Go to seek therapy. Yes, um, seek some therapy. Number four, you were kind of just talking about this. Uh, monitor your news and social media intake. And also what I mean by that, maybe set up a rule for yourself that maybe no Facebook before you go to bed. Like if you're going like to bed that. at like 11 o'clock, turn mm-hmm. it off at like 10 or 9 o'clock. That way you're not all riled up right before you right. go to bed. Um, and, and maybe and, take a break before you wake up in the morning. Don't just immediately yeah. hop on your phone and check Facebook. Take a minute. Abs- actually, and it brings me to my next point. Um, well, actually, yes, that. And maybe like what I do too is before I go to bed, I, I write down five things that I'm grateful for before I go Ooh. to bed, before I fall asleep. So it That's kind nice. of, uh, that way you can end your day. There's at least will always be five positive things that you can look at at what you did. And that's yeah. going to give you energy going into the next day as well. And that kind of brings me to the last thing, and you were kind of talking about this, sort of morning rituals. And, you know, as we go into this next year, um, what, you know, I recommend water your spiritual and artistic garden. Ooh. It's actually a quote from a Janet Jackson song from The Velvet Rope. She said, she's like, we all need to water our spiritual garden. She Um, knew. That was back in the 90s. That was back in 1989. Mm -hmm. And and that's one of her most brilliant albums ever, The Velvet Rope. So she was definitely watering that shit. Mm -hmm. So what what is your practice? I think that it's important for us all to hug a little closer to whatever it is that our practice is and get into those daily sort of rituals and routines. Like you're saying, maybe not make let Facebook be that first thing that you fire up because it's just going to fuck with you mentally, you know, using mm-hmm. it very just sort of sparingly um, because hugging close to whatever your own personal spiritual and art- artistic practices are and getting something like daily, like 10, taking 10 minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is that you can for your yeah. own self to give yeah. you strength and guidance, especially as we go through these times. Um, right. I highly recommend a big fan of like meditation or mindfulness. It, yes. it can be as super simple as just taking a few breaths first thing in the morning or even before you eat, taking in for a few breaths. There's a lot of different practices out That's there. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. Meditation, mindfulness. Um, I do mine first thing in the morning. I do about, you know, t- uh, anywhere from 10 minutes to half an hour. First thing what I do when I wake up, um, oh. whatever works for you. Is it getting closer to your yoga practice, doing it even more, um, being more like for whatever reason, yeah. those practices that we that are for our own self tend to be the first things to go when we're stressed out, when we're upset, um, when we're depressed. And those so are, should be the things that we actually need to get closer to in those times. So yeah. Especially like if you find yourself in the groups that you named off earlier being at risk for depression, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of great ones, you know, yoga, meditation, uh, quag- Quagon, I think it is. It's like deals with like energy stuff. There's Ooh. a, there's a, um, in the book called Fuck It Therapy, there's some really cool exercises of, of um, getting in touch with like your energy that are very, Yeah. I saw you reading that in Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, is it prayer? Is it is it journaling? Just something like whatever. You know, when we talk about self-care. It's really focusing on our physical, mental and spiritual. So, you yeah, know, it's not just, you know, sitting down and watching bonbons and, you know, Netflix. And no, <laughs> what are you know, I just found out I thought bonbons were like a specific type of like ice cream candy. Apparently, like it's just shot candy. It it's chocolate. Candy. I thought it was like a chocolate ball. I thought it was like a certain someone told me something sad and I was like that's oh I thought I knew what a bonbon was but oh my world well, is rocked I'm gonna have to I research know. it's bonbon just like French for confection 
they're like candy. They're like, no, it's like any small candy. That, no. That's disappointing. I'm challenging that. Like, me too. <laughs> Please do. Prove me wrong. Um, but yeah, like working out, like, you know, staying like on some sort of like health sort of thing. Like, like when we talk about self-care, it's doing those sort of things. Um, right. Um, uh, and it's going to be more important more than ever these days to to really again come back to your own personal self um you know uh, uh, words of affirmation for yourself yeah. because you know we've got to and I, I'm a big fan of like meditation and doing this sort of stuff because there's tons of voices that are racing through our heads and many uh-huh. of these voices are not even your own there are voices that are coming through from media through through parents through that yes. teacher who didn't believe in you and so we kind of need to take a pause and take a stop to check into like what are these voices so you, you no longer have to be enslaved to these anymore and yeah and this is like bringing it like totally full circle like you may feel like if you live in like a blue state and you're um identifying as lgbt and you feel like you're fine there's a lot of like outside voices i i mean i can only imagine like as a black woman you just internalize this stuff yeah. And sometimes you need to purge it. And what you're saying right now is are ways that you can purge it, you know? Yep. Yeah. Especially like, cause, you know, going back to the question that we had, and this is of like, how do I confront someone who's being racist or sexist or homophobic? That's mm-hmm. why like going through these sort of things, these are tools that are going to help you better to be able to navigate through those things. Right. Because, you know, as RuPaul says, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Like, Amen. I have to be right within myself before I can even move out into into the world. So and, true. You know, I'm going to fall short on different days and I'm going to have successes, but to be kind to myself as I move through it. And the last thing I just want to say, own your power and you'll never have to fight for it. Ooh, I like that. We need to put yeah. that on a shirt. <laughs> I love yeah, I it. Got- yeah, because again, it's that reframing, you know. Yeah. Reframing. If I'm having to constantly fight for something, then I'm gonna constantly have to fight for something. But if right. I own it, I own my right, my rights as an individual, as a human it's being. Yours. Yes. It's mine, and no one can take that away from me. So you're not fighting for anything; you're just owning it. I love it. Sweet. Well. We went on that crazy journey. Think about where we started with. with like it was a good ladies, journey. You always bring us thrillers. through. You know, we went through thrillers. We went through Ashley Judd. We went through Viola Davis. We did a little Holly detour Mary. in J-Lo. We, we were in England some... for a period of time. We were in England serial killers for a bit of time. Which is like, calm down. Stop it. Yeah, absolutely. If, oh, you, if we have any potential serial killers listening to our podcast, just don't do it. Yeah. I've You'll got, be better I... off. I just listed five things to help you out. So yes, you know, and maybe lay up the grinder and scruff because you might be tempted to kill someone. So maybe just take go on a nice retreat to the forest, and don't and hurt any animals while you're out there. Yeah, that's true. Don't know, but this is good. I hope everybody <laughs> listens to what you're saying. Really protects themselves, takes care of themselves, because this is like, I mean, you only got like, as far as we know, you only got one life. That's so it. You this is not to... a dress rehearsal. This it is, is it. not. So take care of it. You know, start, really it enjoy it. And it really starts with you. So. All right. Well, happy Christmas, y'all. Thanks, James. That was wonderful. You know, I'm a gift that keeps on giving. Can oh. I say that? I'm a, yeah, you I could am. say that. Okay. Just keep saying that. Remember, you I gotta am the own gift it. That keeps on giving. I am the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I am the gift that uh, keeps on giving. Uh, I am the gift that yes. keeps on giving. Work.
we're back in my corner. We're back in my corner. Reframe it up like a Christmas present. Yes. Okay, so Huffington Post, their little segment that's Black Voices, I like to peruse every once in a while. Love it. And they had a post called 21 Brilliant Black Voices. 21 Black Voices that we're thankful for in 2016. Awesome. This is great. Because, let's face it, we there are some good, positive things that came out of this year. And we need to celebrate these positive voices that came out, that um, were speaking for the masses. Black people speaking for everybody, showing us new art, showing us new experiences. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to celebrate it. It is close to yeah. the end of the year. So let's just celebrate a little bit. Yes. Also, I already know who number 22 is on the list. Who's 22? Minority Corner with Anika and James. <laughs> just add ourselves just, on there. Mid, Shit. Yep, we're number 22. We so, are. yay. We are. And then if you have any more voices that you want to add, pop them in the Minority Corner playground. Yeah, but 22 is already taken, so it'd have to go 23. You're starting with 23, so y'all. On. Yeah, so just know. <laughs> <laughs> just remember your numbers. Remember your numbers. <laughs> okay, so we got Solange Knowles. Oh, good. I was hoping Baby Solange was going to come in there. Because Baby her Knowles. fucking album, Seat at the Table, is so good. Yeah. And I know I talked some shit earlier this year, but it grew on me. The beats are hella layered and beautiful. The songs are wonderful. I personally like um, Junie, Don't Touch My Hair, and Cranes in the Sky. Those are my favorite songs. Love me some Cranes in the Sky. Ooh, it's really, it's just beautiful. And Rise is good too. It's the first song. It's really beautiful. Mm, Very beautiful too. Okay, we got Simone Biles. Remember the Olympics happened this year? That was chill. And Simone Biles fucking knocked it out of the park. Not even 21. She's 19. She got four fucking gold medals. And she's a class-ass act. John Legend. Why is John Legend on there? Because he's married to Chrissy Teigen. Hello. It's true. And he also... he She's amazing. Oh, he has been a big proponent in Black Lives Matter. Oh. I remember him and Chrissy Teigen rented out some... Um, some food trucks, food trucks to feed protesters. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. And then... He also um, uses his platform to establish charities like Show Me Campaign and Free America, which is targeting poverty in African countries and mass incarceration. So John Legend is using his celebrity status for good. Yeah. Even though sometimes his, when I'm at work and or if I'm working from home, his album sometimes puts me to sleep, but I still love his sexy, smooth voice. It's a nice sleep. It's like instead of putting you <laughs> I to need sleep, to be working. He loves you. <laughs> But I'm supposed to be working. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, I still love you, John Legend. Next on the list, Gwen Ifill. Rest in peace, Gwen Ifill. She hosted the PBS NewsHour, but she is a legend in journalism. So we need to honor her for all that she's done. Black woman up in the the PBS NewsHour. That show that used to put me to sleep as a little kid. It's nice that we got black woman voice up in there. Yes. Ooh, Bay of the Day, Jesse Williams. Oh, yeah. Is that his official claim to fame? Bay yeah. of the Day. Jesse Williams <laughs> always be saying some really awesome stuff. Like, he, you know, talking about using, like, his power for good. That speech he gave this year, fucking amazing at the BET Awards. 
Right? That was in June. Remember, that was in 2016. That's a positive, awesome moment of this year that Jesse Williams did. He, I love any celebrity who's just like being a regular ass celebrity, but doing good with their celebrity, you know? Like he's on like some TV shows or whatever. He's on Grey's Anatomy, right? Yes, he's on Grey's Anatomy. Still oh, okay. sexy and brilliant as hell. Who Given else on Grey's eyes. Anatomy is stepping up to the plate? Shonda. Where are you, Ellen Pompeo? She does. Ellen Pompeo, actually, before you get your torch <laughs> on Ellen Pompeo. Well, Ellen Pompeo said some really, like, uh, there's an interview uh, with mm-hmm. Ellen Pompeo, Shonda Rhimes, uh, Olivia Pope, that's not her real name, Kerry Washington, Viola Davis. <laughs> And they were talking about just, like, racism and stuff and the Black Lives Matter stuff. And Ellen Pompeo was married to a black man. And she yeah. got, like, she was very, like, in the middle of the interview, she had to, like, she got super angry and, like, had to walk off and was, like, in tears and stuff. But, like, she speaks out Okay, sometimes. all right. I'll give you some claps on Ellen Pompeo. <laughs> I'm just saying. Even if you're on just, like, if you're just a regular-ass actor, you can use your platform. True. He just called her a you regular know? ass actor. Got it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Listen, Ellen. Why do you have a war against Ellen Pompeo? I don't. Her character I was just Meredith using has her been as through an example. some shit for 13 years. She gets a pass. I like Ellen Pompeo. It was just the name that came up okay. that's attached to right. Grey's Anatomy. Okay, fair enough. That's the cross you bear when you're the lead in a show. Yeah, got you. Okay, who else are we <laughs> uplifting? Barry Jenkins. He directed Moonlight. Yep. He also wrote it, and he did all of Which that. Which many so. of you have still not seen, but it is one of the best movies of the year. Please go see it. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, you know, we talk so much about uplifting other voices outside of, you know, the dominant white hegemony. And here we have, like, a really well-done story that, like, some beautiful artistic mm-hmm. talent and vision was put behind. And I finally got to mm-hmm. see, you know, my story, or some stories that resemble me more so uh, that I, I normally don't get to see. So please, I have to go listen to and watch all, y'all, su- your stupid stories. Go look at mine. <laughs> it's beautiful. But this is why Barry Jenkins is so important because he's bringing these stories to the public. He's making them beautiful. He's making everybody watch it, be- making it buzzworthy. He, the cast is all black. He's all like black. giving black actors a platform. The whole thing is spearheaded by him, creating just a beautiful story for us. That everybody else can enjoy. Angela Rye. So apparently she is a political commentator. commentator. Um, she is also dedicated to fostering positive political change. She had many amazing moments as a commentator for CNN. Mm-hmm. And her greatest, perhaps, is the time that she quoted Beyonce lyrics to shut down a Trump support. She said, I remember that. Get a girl. Then we have Mark Lamont Hill. He um, is the former Huffington Post live host and CNN commentator, has been on his hustle all year, getting his own late night show on VH1. Ooh, get it. In July, he also released an important new book called Nobody, Casualties of American War on the Vulnerable, the Ferguson to Flint and Beyond. Cool. Ooh, I want to put that on the reading list. Do it. Oh, my girl Issa Rae, or is like I in my imaginary dream world, I wish. I love her. Been following her since Awkward Black Girl, the web series that came out yeah. back in 2011. Love that show. Now her show. Insecure is on HBO. If you haven't seen it, get somebody's HBO Go Pass. And watch it. If you don't got the money and watch it, because it is pure truth, so good. Goes like, it covers, it's not afraid to look ugly. 
You know, mm-hmm. it looks into all of these different stereotypes and fears and insecurity across the board. If like if you're not black, don't be afraid to watch this. You're going to relate to it. It's just about being young and navigating relationships and biases and being whack as hell and no character comes off looking that great. It's it's really good. And so don't for those of us who are black, we got another show. So yay for us. I want to uplift us, you know, like. Yay. We're getting our stories out there. Oh, okay. So we got Francesca Ramsey. Love her. She is also known as Cheska Lee. I've been following her since she's been doing YouTube videos. She has um she was on remember she was on The Nightly mm-hmm. with um Larry, Larry Wilmore. Wilmore. That show that show got canceled, but she's also been doing the MTV web series Decoded. It's excellent. Yeah. It's basically what we do with a lot of money <laughs> and really slick. And she's so lovable and cute. She also has a podcast with her husband. Oh, she does. Yeah. I forget what it's called. Oh, Last Name Basis. Last Name Basis. Yeah, that's, that's it. the name of it. Ava DuVernay. Yep. We can't say enough about her. Can't say enough. Um, just recap Queen Sugar. Remember, each of those episodes was directed by a woman um, that was on OWN. Also, the 13th, that documentary on Netflix that we talk about all the time. Also, remember that she is in the process of getting a wrinkle in time together, which is going to have the most amazing multiracial cast yeah, ever. Totally. That's Reese Witherspoon. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I just love that you let off with multiracial cast ever, and then you let off with Reese Witherspoon. Well, but you know, multiracial little... <laughs> includes everybody. True. There's a cute little black girl who's been cast. I forget her name, but it's her first, like, you know, thing. But it's going to be very different. And also, I like how you follow it up with, like, the <laughs> actors that you don't know the name of. But I know her face. If we were, if I could draw her face for you, I would. What the what the hell is the woman's name? Uh, Mindy. Kaling. Uh, yeah, M- Mindy Kaling's in it. It's going to be Some other awesome people. Yeah. Um, I think Chris Pine is in it. Chris Pine. Oh, Gugu Matumba or whatever. Love her. She's, She's hot. Yeah. She's in everything. She's really pretty. Darnell Moore. He's an activist with the Black Lives Matter movement and the senior editor of Mike's The Movement. Um, writer Darnell Moore has become an indispensable voice in the black community. Moore is currently writing a memoir about being a black gay man in America titled No Ashes in the Fire. AKA my best friend. <laughs> so can't wait to hang out. Don't forget to buy his book. Oh, he's going to give me a copy. Oh, okay. Excuse. I'm on the artist budget. Joy Ann Reed. Joanne Reed has done a lot of work with MSNBC. She has a show, AM Joy. She's not afraid to call out racism and misogyny. Um, she's great. Joanne Reed, look into her. Donald Glover, fucking Atlanta, was brilliant. Yeah. Yet another show that's on um, FX. He just has a new album out. It's yep. like freaky, funky. I love it. It's really good. He just had a baby this year. He, he had a good year. He had a pretty good year. He can't be putting up those memes about fucking 2016. <laughs> he does not get to. Mm-mm. Zadie Smith, wonderful actress. Or not actress. What am I saying? Novelist. Ooh, bad librarian. She's great. She has a new book out called Swing Time. It's about dancers. Ooh. Two black dancers. That's... One gets successful. One does not. Oh. She is one of the few black voices that I feel like is continuing continuously cherished and is still alive. Mm-hmm. So let's keep cherishing her and let's keep 
reading her stuff and she's young so she's gonna keep providing works for us to read and let's get one of her works like made into a movie mm-hmm. about time let's put some money behind there if doodle ass twilight can be made why can't we make one of her books into a movie mm-hmm. 50 shades of gray shit um here's another bay of the day van jones ah i love you is he married do we know what's going on i don't there? know van are you married? he popped onto the scene man he did my future husband or husband clone just gonna clone him. Sure. I'm gonna clone him That's and creepy. cross him. Don't do with, that. Uh, it's science. I'm allowed to. Gattaca. Um, I'm sure. Stem. <laughs> I'm gonna cross with him and and Jesse Williams and and Drake, and then I'll be happy. Drake. You know I got that love for Drake. Is he on this list? Is he number one? Because he no. should be. No. If he's on the list, I'm not reading his name. <laughs> <laughs> no hate. No shade to Drake. Just. He could do a little bit more activism with his platform. True. Maybe he's just waiting. He's just buying his time. Tell him and, and he's Canadian. Tell him he's and I polite. can be like a super couple. Oh, okay. Lovey Asia or AJ, A-J-A-Y-I. I've never said it out loud. I love her. She has a blog. She's hilarious. She has a book out called I'm Judging You. She used to do recaps. Um... She's great. She's a Nigerian-American blogger, social media. She's, like, literally, she's hilarious. Michelle and Barack Obama. Of course. Of course. Enough said. We know all the fabulous things there. And so I'm going to add a couple. Phoebe Robinson. I love Phoebe Robinson. She's on Two Dope Queens with Jessica Williams. She's up and coming. Read her book, Don't Touch My Hair. So good. Yeah, you were having a great experience with that book. Yeah, just like feeling it in the middle of a sushi restaurant while some lady chewed loudly next to me. Mm-hmm. That's my life. Yeah. Um, so let's, I know it's a list again, and I love me a list, but I really want us to cherish some voices that are out there, people that are out there being about it, saying change, speaking up, inspire us all to say some shit. When you see something, say something. Um, keep dialogue going. And also, let's look at the silver lining. There's been some good, positive things that have happened this year. Yeah. People are out there. People are not giving up. People are being strong. People are fighting. Yeah. So that should inspire in all of us to do the same. Yeah, and just inspire, you know, for you all to get out there and you, you get on a list for whatever it is that you do. And... um yeah, there's. We'll put you on a list. We'll you, you want us to put you on a list? We'll put you on a you list. You got to do something. So, you know, next year, let's see what you did. Show us the receipts and we'll put you on a list. Like, unless it's the do nothing list, we'll be like, these folks. I'm not going to read that list because that's not helpful. <laughs> but, like, whatever your category was of, like, you know, were you using painting to inspire others or something? Like, whatever it was. Thank you for uh, giving these this, this great list of people to uplift at the end of the year, especially, yeah, these beautiful, amazing, talented black folks. I love it. I love melanin, melanin in your skin. Do you like that? Okay. (laughs) It's the end. Let's wrap it up. Wrap Wrap it it up. up. Wrap it up like a Christmas gift. This is the first year, first time this makes sense to say. Oh, to wrap it up like a Christmas gift. Yeah. I like that. It's cute. Or whatever non-denominational holiday you're celebrating during this time. 
Well, we'll do a different episode. We're going to do a Kwanzaa episode next week, possibly, maybe. We should also do a Hanukkah episode. Let's do a Kwanzaa episode. Yeah, well, definitely we should talk about Kwanzaa. I want to get into Kwanzaa because, one, personally, I feel like, one, per- I want to know if people celebrate Kwanzaa. So let yeah. let us know. Yes. Two, maybe we need to celebrate Kwanzaa better. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. Three, Kwanzaa, I always feel like, is the leftover tag, like, tacked on shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you get the fruit cakes. Yeah, or and, and you like mean... pull out the wooden menorah or whatever. Yeah, just all like the hand-me-down type of stuff or whatnot. And so, if you would also remember, we are enlisting help for our uh, building. Yeah, cop. our Quantica you... gift exchange. <laughs> if you would like to sign up for our Quantica gift exchange by meaning that you're going to help make and send out those gifts, you know, it takes also... a village here. It takes a village. We crowdsource everything here at Minority Corner. I... We can't do it all. It's just us too. <laughs> I also like how our listeners pretty much ignore all of our. <laughs> Nobody like signed up get to make it. those buttons. We're those <laughs> buttons. No one signed up to help make those. But maybe one of you will step up. Of uh, you want to, you know, get into the Kwanzaa spirit and help and shift ship out and make those Kwanzaa gifts. P.S. I like how for a hot second Kwanzaa turned into Quantico. Like it almost. <laughs> <laughs> I would not mind some Quantico gifts. Actually, I've Quantico needs a Kwanzaa special episode. They should. She, I hope that's happening. Writers, season three, guest starring Minority Corner. Because Us. at that point, we'll know so much shit about Kwanzaa, so we can like really play those characters accurately. We will be a repository for Kwanzaa. Ooh, I have to like look that? up that word, but um, I'll know it It just by means then. like a space for, for information. Oh, good. So now I know, yeah. I, I know my line already. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I forget what her name is in it, but listen, Quantico lady, I am, yeah. a repo- I am a repository of Kwanzaa information. Watch out for that bomb. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Can I just be standing there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aneke, watch out. And then grab your hand. Oh, no. See? That's my oh, line. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was good. <laughs> and then we win Golden Globe. We win, like, for guest starring... Um, we win Golden Globes, so I'd be happy with awesome. just a nomination because I'd love to go to that party. It always looks lit. Oh, that's true. But I, everybody I, looks I, drunk as hell at the Golden Globes. So we're there. Wow, 2017 is going to be a great year for us. Look mm-hmm. at all these plans we already have. Putting that up on the vision wall. We win. We win a Golden Globe nomination for our guest starring appearance on Quantico's Kwanzaa episode, which we also helped write. So this is amazing it needs to happen so we're putting it out there so <laughs> putting it out there y'all know people get us connected a very special episode of quantico quantico quantico's kwanzaa special <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right if they want to get in touch with us how can they do so Twitter, Minority Corner with a K, Gmail, Minority Corner with a K at Gmail, um, our Facebook page, like us on Facebook, join the Corner Kids Playground. Um, uh, you can also find us on Maximum Fun. A drive's coming up, so keep your eyes out and ears out for that. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Man, that. Um, I hope you all have a very safe and wonderful holiday. And, yes. Um, yeah. Drinks, and, drink all the eggnogs. Yeah. Hug and, and someone. The, hug someone, even if they don't want it. Just, well, ask them mm. first. 
Ask first. Consent. If it's, your, if it's your grandmother, you probably need to hug her because you pushed her out of the way so you could watch Perfect Stranger. Yeah. <laughs> hug her now. So now give her a hug. Was She'll that the movie you, you made her watch? I forget. Anyways, you need to hug her. You need to make amends. Yes. Um... Um, grab somebody's butt. Only if they under only if you're underneath the mistletoe and they said yes. <laughs> yes. Underneath the mistletoe, you can grab whatever you want if they say yes. Yeah. I if someone will, says yes, then have some fun. Have fun. That's just a blanket. Have fun. All right. You heard. I'm it. not about to get into anybody's business if someone you says do yes. You. All you gotta do is say yes. Don't deny it, baby. Remember Flow a Tree? No, I thought you were making up a song about being underneath the mistletoe. No, that is a real ass song. Well, (laughs) I'm surprised. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) Shocker. Well, have a great time doing all your Christmas love. And in the words of Patti LaBelle, where are my backup singers? Where are her backup singers? Where are her cue cards? Where are her cue cards? Is it the wrong card? Maybe then the wrong cards. <laughs> Have a special Merry Christmas, Aneke. Merry Christmas, James. And to all a good night. Jumpstart your creativity at MaxFunCon 2017. Surround yourself with beautiful nature, brilliant artists, hilarious comedians, and of course, some of your favorite MaxFun podcasts. Whether you join us in Lake Arrowhead in June for MaxFunCon or in the Poconos in September for MaxFunCon East, you'll leave inspired and with a bunch of new friends. MaxFunCon.com has all of the details. Buy your tickets before they're gone. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.